0: back. Um, I should welcome myself back as well, right? (laughs) Welcome to the latest episode of the Writer's Haven, top of the year, new year, new vision, new plans, new goals, all that fun stuff, right? So today's um, episode, we have guest Nagin Pappin, who is an Iranian author, and she has a lot of great things to share. I really think this conversation will be helpful for those of you who are just interested in looking at the direction of where writing is going, where romance novels are going, because I myself have noticed that there is a growth in diversity, which is a great thing because, you know, we're used to hearing the typical love stories or the typical plot lines when it comes to reading um, different types of books. So I'm noticing along with, you know, myself, with what I'm doing with my writing, that there's a lot more diverse um, storylines coming forth, you know? with going on social media, with the TV programs that you see. And of course, in the world of writing too, you know, there are different storylines that that have never been seen before. So a fresh take is really um, being um, given to the the publishing world. And I'm excited about it. And we had a really good conversation about that. Of course, Nagin talked about her her writing journey, the things she's learned and different things that she's working on. So um, take a listen, because I think this will really be kind of an eye opener for those of us who aren't aware of how uh, diversity is really taking a role. And it's also important to point out that not just with authors, you know, the diversity isn't on just on that side of the field, so to speak. There also needs to be more diversity when it comes to agents, when it comes to publishing companies, There, there needs to be better representation out there. So you guys take a listen to the episode. Let me know what you think. Do you think the diversity is already there? Or do you think there needs to be a bigger push for diversity all around on the writing side and on the publishing side? Yeah, I'm curious um, to hear take a listen that. and let me know. Thanks again and talk to you later.
1: Um, I know, right? It sounds so ridiculous. I
0: know <laughs> so many times.
1: uh, So I I graduated from USC Dental School in 2006, and um, basically I'd always been really really well good at the you know the sciences and all that kind of stuff. And plus, you know, I'm sure you already know this. I come from an Iranian background, so uh, you know they're very big on you know becoming doctors and lawyers and engineers and something with some sort of a degree and so ever since i was little my parents have always been in you know influencing us and like encouraging us to do that kind of stuff so i really never thought to do anything else but growing up i um would write still a lot so i would write a lot of um, I, I remember being like about 12 and taking out a notebook and Deciding to write a romance novel for, like, you know, from a twelve-year-old's perspective, and you know that kind of stuff. And I did that for a little while. Mm -hmm. I really don't know how far I got in, to be honest. But you know, I did that, and and over time, that all kind of evolved into um, poetry. I used to write a lot of poetry while I was in high school, Um, and I can sing, so that kind of went into songs, and so I started writing music. And so it was just, it was, I was always kind of dipping into that creative well, Mm -hmm. but nothing to the effect of like. I was going to do this as a career. I mean, I remember when I was in high school and uh, senior, I we had done, I, we became part of this band, and the instructor at school like had kind of discovered us and put us together with some of our friends that were band players and played music, and so they they composed the music to an original song I had written and we performed it in a concert. And I remember my parents sitting in the front row sobbing because they had no idea I could even sing, mm-hmm. you know? So it was like something I just kind of did for myself, but nothing I really thought anything of. And once dental school finished, I, you know, I was married at that point, And then there was kids and all this kind of, stuff and and so I basically had lost touch with anything creative at that point you know I had babies and you know it was just you know how it goes your life is busy there's so much going on and even the idea of sitting down even today sitting down and trying to like write a song seems impossible to me because it requires Mm -hmm. certain things that I just can't tap into anymore. But I hit a point in my life where I was suffocating, like thoroughly, truly suffocating. I I was unhappy. I felt like there was nothing left for me. I was giving myself up to these children I had and to my husband and to this family that wants so much for me. And I just felt like there was nothing left for me. Um, and I really didn't know how to rectify that. Um, and realistically, writing was writing novels was really by accident. I had a friends were over one night and I was telling some sort of a story. It just about something that had happened. And uh, her husband looked at me and said, you know, Nagin, you should really write a book. And I went, I thought it was funny. You know, I kind of laughed it off. He goes, no, you're a really good storyteller. Um, And I didn't think anything of it. But then it kind of just sparked this, like, sort of thought where I was like, oh, maybe I should try this. I mean, you know, just for myself. Um, And about a week or so later, I just sat down in front of the computer and started writing. I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, but through all of that, uh, Forbidden by Faith actually evolved. Um, And that's just basically how I started doing it.
0: Okay. Wow, because at some point I was going to, I was thinking, well, I should have turned the question around. How did you go from a writer to a dentist? But <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like everything just, you know, came full circle. And I totally yeah. get how, you know, the, our parents have certain expectations of us. So education is always, is a priority. Um, yes. But, I, you know, I think it's pretty amazing how you were still able to, you know, accomplish the career, but then. Uh, you reconnected with your writing and it sounds like at some point you were frustrated because those creative juices weren't flowing. So how is your state of mind now, as far as balancing, you know, those two worlds, you know, the career and the family, and then developing your writing. You
1: know, it's done wonders (laughs) for me, actually. (laughs) Um, It really has. It's something that belongs to me. And I, you know, I've, I, like I, like I said, I never set out to actually do it like it was going to turn into anything, but it has, mm-hmm. and so it makes me feel i mean i there you know I feel proud of myself for being able to like actually write stories and get them published and um you know i I don't give myself a lot of credit in a lot of things, but people and friends and family and just just people who meet me always are telling me like that it's so amazing and i i i don't I don't think I really quite understood how how it could be really hard to do all of that together, but this writing had just become kind of like part of me. So for me, it doesn't really feel like I have to do it. It just happens if that makes sense, you know, and it's just like an extension of me. I get to live these lives in these stories and I get to do whatever I want with them. And it almost feels like I get to be someone else for a little while, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. And it totally is great for my like mental health. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) absolutely. I can imagine,
0: because, I mean, it's an escape route, you know? It is,
1: absolutely, yeah.
0: Okay, so let's talk about, you know, your series that you currently have going on, and let me just say that um, I, I, I find myself, I've been sleeping on the romance genre, um, <laughs> because, I mean, for one, it's, it's the biggest, you know, out of all of them, but mm-hmm. the more I, you know, get to know different authors, the, the more I'm realizing how so many of them are connected to romance so I think you from what I've seen you you're putting a really interesting spin on it so talk about a bit about your your current series that you're working on
1: um so actually the Forbidden Love series is is finished for the time being there's three there's three stories in it right now it's for Forbidden by Faith uh Destiny and um Time and uh when I wrote Forbidden by Faith I I so I write first person present actually Mm -hmm. um and so it it would, it just kind of felt natural to create characters that were similar to me, um, and so Faith is about a Muslim woman who falls in love with a, a Jewish man. They're young; they're like in their early twenties. And this is this the I got the idea because I am born Muslim and my husband is Jewish, and this is like a really big taboo in my right. culture. Um, and so that's where the story kind of sparked from. But it's not it's not our story. There's a lot of me in all our, my stories, but I feel like, you know, as authors, that's what we do. I mean, we, we write what we know. Um, but, uh, so I, I just kind of started doing it that way just because it felt natural. And because I was really just writing to write at the, at the time. Um, and once I finished it, it was kind of like, different, right? Like there are not, there aren't very many stories in which the main characters are Iranian women, um, that are not necessarily set in Iran or in the middle East or just middle Eastern women that are not necessarily set in the middle East in those countries. So I wanted to, I wanted to, and you know, the time that it came out, it was, you know, the climate, the political climate was doing what it's doing, you know? And so, um, and my, my goal was, I kind of just wanted people to see, Iranians for something different than what they're portrayed all the time, you know, and you know, we're not always Terrorists and we're not always horrible people and we're you know, what I mean this kind of stuff I mean, we're like yeah. day-to-day people we have normal lives and we we live them just like everybody else does and I just wanted Everyone no matter what nationality that they are to be able to read my stories and identify with my characters because I think that's what creates um, connections and understanding and you know um, tolerance for certain people's, you know, like that kind of stuff. And so I, I really just kind of wanted to do that. And when I finished faith, it just kind of felt like, Oh, I just want to keep this going. And so I pulled characters from faith and created the next two books. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't set out to be a, um, a series. When I first got forbidden by faith picked up by City Out Press, it was meant to just be a standalone. But um, all the girls in my, my press house, I call them my soul sisters. They're amazing. Um, they all encouraged me to turn it into a series. My publishers themselves, Tina and Yelena were like, turn it into a series. And so I kind of figured out a way to do that. Um, and now I can't write stories with main characters that are anything but Iranian. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I really can't, I don't know. I just, I just, I, I just kind of become my thing, you know, and I, and I don't know, I mean, you know, not, it's not always accepted and it's not like booming or anything like that, right. but I, I just feel like it's what I'm meant to write.
0: And do you feel that it's uh, connecting with your audience? Like, are they very, are they interested in, in, you know how you they are actually words.
1: they are i i mean you know i i the the audience that i have the people i've spoken to um you know the reviews that i've read and that kind of sort of thing a lot of what everyone loves about them is actually learning about the culture so i do put mm-hmm. in a lot of cultural stuff um into my stories Good. so you know you'll learn about like you know, Faith has a bunch of references to different types of food because food, you know, in certain cultures is such a big deal, you know, and you know, so there's a lot of references to food. There's references to just the family dynamics, you know, and just like the, the mother daughter relationships and the, in the expectations and then the siblings. And so I have a lot of cultural stuff that I weave through the stories, um, which, you know, is how I make them mine.
0: Um, and people really do identify that. They really love that. Awesome. And you make some very important points, you know, considering today's climate um, with, you know, talking about the, the different cultures. I think it's very important that there is, you know, representation, not just from the author's end, but from the, the literary agent's end as well. Can you give me your take on that as far as you um, becoming published, your, your journey? Um, what were some of the things you saw as far as, you know, your your story, your type of story being represented?
1: I will say it's not as I mean there's a lot of push for diversity and you know representation and all that stuff going on right now. However, I kind of feel like there's a lot of words being spoken but not a lot of action being taken if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Oh yeah. Um so you know when I when I first started subbing faith um I mean, you know, everybody, it's it's just the way that it goes. It was rejection after rejection. And, you know, at the time, I think that faith was rejected, not necessarily only for the storyline, but a lot of times just my writing was, you know, my first time. And now looking back, if I could go back, I'd rewrite the whole book, you know, sort of thing just to tighten it all up. So I kind of understood all of that, you know, Um, but it was like, oh, this sounds really interesting, but I did get a lot of, I don't think I can sell it, or the market's not looking for something like this. So at the time when Faith was coming out a few years ago, um, it was it was a little bit harder. Um, I, I you know I got picked up by City Owl Press, um, which was fabulous. I love them; they're amazing. Um, and so you know, I had given up because, you know, it was all the the rejections that come in rejections are hard your first time around. Now it's not as bad, but back then it was like, Oh my God, why am I even doing this sort of thing? Um, and then, um, one of the editors emailed me back, like, Oh God, it was months later. I had completely forgotten. I even subbed them or that I just had assumed it was like a pass. Um, and when, when that came through, I was like ecstatic, but right now, you know, I'm subbing, um, so I, I've written a, another novel. It's the first book in a rock star romance series that I've started. Um, and I, and that's currently out on subs. It's called set to music. And again, that's another, uh, Iranian main character. Um, and I'm getting a lot of interest, but you know, it's, it's a little too heavy for this particular publishing line or, you know, I just, I don't, it's, you know, I love the story. I love all this, but it's just not good for my list or, you know what I mean? There's, there's a lot of like encouragement in there, but not so many that are willing to take it on and, and and, like try to sell this sort of, you know, angle Mm -hmm. or characters, you know, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. And you know, I, that, that makes total sense um, because I think it is, It does get tricky. Um, Mm -hmm. One, when you're trying to find someone who, you know, who you think will identify in some way with your story, and then two, will know how to promote it and put it out there. Mm -hmm. So um, I think, uh, you know, as more and more authors of diverse backgrounds tap into their writing voice, uh, I think it's going to turn into more action. It's a lot of talk now, like you said, but I think very soon it's going to, it's going to have to turn into more action because I think these types of stories that you write and other authors write, they're very powerful um, because one of the things that they do, even though there are cultural differences, that human factor is just, you know, the underlying thing at the end of the day. So even though I'm not Iranian or, you know, I don't know much about the culture, but I will pick up your book because I know that there are some things that you know, identify
1: with. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I do think there's a lot more action happening now than it was three, four years ago. Do you know what I mean? So it's, yeah. it's moving in that direction for sure. Um, I think that some, some stories are just a little bit easier because it is a market, you know, it's, you got to sell it. It's a business. So there yeah. are certain stories that are just a little bit easier to market right now. Certain cultures actually, they're a little bit easier to do that with. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I, I get it I, and I'm hoping that it will, it will move in that direction. The other thing about my novels are they're romance, essentially, but it's not boy meets girl, boy falls in love with girl, boy mm-hmm. loses girl sort of thing, you know. I mean, I, there are a lot of I have a lot of heavier topics in my story, so that is a little bit of a of a thing where 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 I can I can actually get people who are not, let's say, traditional romance readers Mm -hmm. to pick it up and actually like it, you know, Mm -hmm. if romance isn't their thing. But it's also not the always the feel good romance that's just very light. I have these like heavier, deeper topics inside, you know? Um, so that's also I think a little bit, you know, (laughs) a setback for me when I'm trying to like market it as romance.
0: But that, you know, to me, that's what makes it um, intriguing, because, okay, yes, it's the romance genre, but there's so much more to it, you know? Um, I mean, I agree. Yeah. You know, at least someone else will. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, you know, because there are stories out there where it's not, you know, it falls under romance, but like you said, it's not the traditional romance story you know things happen like they're traumatic traumatic events there are yeah family disagreements you know there's mm-hmm. loss and you see all of this in the story but it is still ties together at the end so you know I'm, yeah. ass- I'm assuming you your your story your books you know go down that
1: Yes, yeah, so and there are happily ever afters and stuff too. But, you know, I, I am like a really heavy emotional writer. I mean, mm-hmm. I've had some reviews <laughs> that come back like that are, are, are you know, maybe not starred so high because it, they'll say it was emotionally taxing. Like I, I had to walk <laughs> away. And, you know, I don't take those as an insult because that's the kind of stuff I love. You yeah. know, I love to have my heart torn out of my chest and stomped on <laughs> when I read a book or I watch a movie. Like if someone tells me they cried, I'm doing a dance. Like I love it. I love that constant yeah. emotional coaster ride when I write, when I read, when I watch stuff. And so for me, they are, they are very emotional. They are very heavy. There are really big, heavy topics in there because that's life, you know? And, exactly. and like, characters are flawed and they don't make the right choices. And it's just because I just like that. I like that human, you know, aspect of it. I like the, I just, I like the realness of those types of stories when I read them myself. And so mm-hmm. that's
0: kind of just what I put into my own stories. So let's talk about that process when it came to writing those things that were so heavy and emotional. What was that like for you?
1: Oh my goodness. Um, So (laughs) they, they, you know, they're actually emotionally taxing for the writer. (laughs) Um, I would be, it's really funny actually. So like, you know, there was a lot of tears. there are certain things that I wrote, certain scenes that I write that actually I'm crying while I'm writing them. I mean, I was typing one scene, um gosh, I can't remember which one of the three books it was in now, but I was typing the scene and the sobbing, and my husband came in and he was like, "Are you okay <laughs> like and I looked at him, I'm like, don't, don't, don't interrupt me. And I just kept going, you know, yeah. and so it was, it's, it's very emotional. And I actually think it's very cathartic. I think it's therapeutic because mm-hmm. I would write certain scenes and it, I would feel so much stuff. And there was one scene in particular in faith, actually, when I finished it, I looked, I was reading through the scene again and I realized it was something I'd ha- actually lived through, you know, mm-hmm. but I had, pushed aside and put into a dark corner because mm-hmm. it wasn't in a very happy time of my life. And I just thought, oh my gosh, like I didn't even realize I was working that scene into the story wow. until I read it back and realized that it was parts of that actual thing, you know, wow. um, that happened to me. So it's very therapeutic in mm-hmm. a sense as well, you know, um, so I, it's, it's hard. It's hard, you know, like when you first you know you break someone's heart you actually feel sad for a week you're feeling sad and you don't even know why
0: yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> wow that that's interesting i think a lot of writers you know can identify with that i mean you you go through oh yeah um dark parts of the book you know roller coaster mm-hmm. emotions but especially if things that have happened to you and you're putting it on you know on paper and then mm-hmm. for me i know at some point i would Freak out because at some point I realized that well, this is going to be shared with the world. So it's <laughs> just <this is> something <laughs> that I'm, you know, ready to do. But um, you know, do you have uh, advice? Because I think a lot of writers, when they're going through this particular part of the journey, they either get frustrated or overwhelmed. You know, they they blame writer's block. Um, I think all of that stuff is awesome as far as part of the process goes, but do you have any advice for people who might be struggling in that particular part of the process?
1: In the part of writing, the, yeah. the actual writing of it? The um, actual writing of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really think it depends on your perspective for your writing. So I, I write because I love it. I have this other career that pays my bills, right? So it mm-hmm. it, it and it allows me time to have days off where I get to do the writing. So yeah. for me, I try to put a lot, I, I try to take the pressure off myself. Like for instance, right now I'm in like the longest span of writer's block I've had thus far in the past like four years since I've been writing or whatever it's been. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, I haven't, I've Put very minimal words down in the last like three months which is usually not as long as I go after I finish a book usually I finish a book and then I take a month or two off I can't quite get it to flow but we're going into four months now and I haven't really been able to write nor do I feel motivated to do so um but I try to be you know patient with myself and I try to not stress because the stress only makes it worse. Like the panic only makes it worse because we're always, all of us as writers are always so worried that the well is going to dry out, right? That mm-hmm. we're, we're, this is some sort of a fluke that, you know, that first book we wrote or the second book that we wrote, it was, it's going to be like the only books we write and we're never going to be able to find another story again. Mm-hmm. Um, but through time and through experience so far, and I don't have that much experience, but you know, through the books that I have written and stuff, I've realized the stories don't end. The stories are all around us. They're mm-hmm. always there. Right. And so you just have to be patient with yourself and if you feel like writing then let the words flow but if you don't don't force yourself because half the time we end up hating what we wrote then mm-hmm. we're like cutting it all out and we're feeling like we suck and you know and it's just <laughs> more stress so I just try to take it as easy as I possibly can there's moments where I have panic you know where I'll be like oh my gosh it's over I'm never gonna write another book again mm-hmm. um but you know I try to remind myself that I've felt this way before and I've had this kind of block maybe not the Long, but I've had a block before, and you know sometimes real life just gets in the way. Sometimes yeah. it's too much, and your brain has to work when you write. So for me right now, it's not that I don't have the stories. I have, like I've started two different books, and I I have the stories, and then they're pretty much plotted out in my brain. But I just don't have the energy. Like real yeah. life has taken over a little bit for me right now. So mm-hmm. I have a lot of other stuff on my plate and and to sit down you gotta your brain's got to keep working and if you are writing in between everything like I do like if it's not your only job Mm -hmm. it's like your brain never stops right Right. so you're at work you come home you're writing you got kids you got husbands you got life you got families and you're writing in between everything it's like you're never ever like just letting yourself stop Mm -hmm. and so sometimes you just got to take a break
0: thank you so much for saying that um a lot of people a lot of us, you know, we overlook those little things that really add up, you know, because if you're trying to maintain things in real life and then kick off your writing career or just build your writing voice, that can be very, very challenging because, it, like you said, it's constant work. So uh, I think, you know, I identify with you when, I, when you said learning how to pace yourself. That was key for me. And I think it should be key for a lot of writers. Don't go by anyone else's pace, but your own. Um, yeah. And it just, it just helps, you know, along the way. So yeah, thanks, thank you for sharing that. Um, the Forbidden, is it the Forbidden Love series? Yes. All right, so I, you know, the the books look very interesting. Um, you know, you have the Forbidden by Faith, Forbidden by Destiny, and Forbidden by Time. And then you, ha- is, you have the other series, right? Right, the,
1: that one's not published yet or anything. I just, I finished the first book in it.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So what has been some of the, do you mind sharing some of the feedback? I mean, because the books look really interesting. What's some of the feedback that you've been getting from your readers? Um. Overall, generally, it's been pretty
1: positive. Um, I have some like die Hard fans. I mean, not a lot. I, you know, I'm not like a bestseller or anything like that, but I have some diehard fans, which still shocks me when they're just waiting for the next one to come out and then they just wow. devour it. And mm-hmm. I love it. It's amazing. <laughs> um, and you know, so I mean, I, I, I've, I've, they've all been accepted pretty positively. Um, some, some people who go in it thinking, for instance, like forbidden by faith because of the title um, can sound like it's the heavy religious and it's not, it's very, very cultural. The religion Mm -hmm. is, um, a conflict that spurs the story, but it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily about the religions themselves. So, Mm -hmm. you know, Sada, who's the main character and forbidden by faith. She was born Muslim. She's very similar to my upbringing where we're very spiritual, but we're not necessarily heavy religious. You know, my family, um, isn't, isn't, is like I said, spiritual. We don't we don't really um, buy into organized religions. We just kind of, you know, believe um mm-hmm. and have a set of beliefs and stuff like that. And and her character is very much like that. Um the the her love interest, Maziar, his family is a little bit more religious, but again, we don't have a lot of religion being played in this book. Um, and I think some some of the uh, frustrations with the book were actually that. Like if they went in thinking it was going to be more religious, the yeah. the readers that were a little bit sort of on the fence about whether they liked it or not was more like, oh, well, you know, uh, that wasn't very, you know, she wasn't very Muslim or he wasn't very okay. Jewish and that sort of thing. Um but as far as the story itself, I do get a lot. Like I said, a positive feedback about the culture. I have people who never, even other than maybe like just knowing me through some, you know, through the stories or or knowing me just in passing or whatever, pick up my book and, and say that they've learned so much about the culture. I mean, there's like Persian, there's Farsi in the book, you know. So mm-hmm. it, you know, it's just a lot of the culture stuff that people really love about about the stories.
0: Okay. I mean, they, you know, it looks, they, they look like beautiful stories. So Thank my, you. my reading list is just growing and I want to add these <laughs> <laughs> to my
1: reading list. You're oh. going to have to tell me what you think when
0: you read them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course. Of course. So do you have anything um in the near future that you're working on or any projects that you wanted to uh, let us know about?
1: Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I'm still working on the, so I have a rock star romance series. That's that I'm working on right now. Um, I have the first book written. It's called Set to Music. It's not ready to be, I mean, it's it's out on subs right now. So I don't know um, whether it'll get picked up or it won't or, or whatnot, but that's that's my newest project that I'm working on right now. Okay. Um, yeah, I, you know, always something in the mix. <laughs> oh yeah, oh,
0: of course, it never ends, it never ends. Yeah. <laughs> and as far as, you know, your your readers, where do you, this is, kind of a corny question but where do you guys quote-unquote congregate to talk about your work is it on Facebook or Goodreads where do you guys go yeah for
1: the readers or just in general for my like writing community for the the readers And,
0: and then you can also talk about the writing community
1: well you know social media is definitely one of the major engines that are like you know allowing us to interact with readers and stuff so I I do a lot I mean I have a lot of interactions on Twitter but that's more kind of like your writing community I would say like a lot of authors and stuff um Facebook Instagram um you know just all the social media outlets are where I, I get a lot of that you know interaction with readers um word of mouth actually I have you know I have I've done a couple events, a couple book clubs, things like that, just because somebody read it and then told their book club. And then the book club did, like, I have another event coming out, coming up next month with another book club. You know, it just, it's kind of like that, you know, it's it's just word of mouth, social media. Okay.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Because once I read them, you know, I just wanted to know where I could go to run my mouth about. (laughs) everywhere (laughs) run
1: it everywhere
0: well um again i do want to thank you so much for for coming on um i really loved hearing about your story and the stories that you're choosing to write and share with everyone um and you know like we said earlier i do hope that the representation continues to grow but i think it's really important you know to share these types of stories Thank you so much for having me
1: on your on your uh show that was this is really fun. I love doing this kind of stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no problem, and you know once you you um you know you finish working on that next project I, it'll be great to have you back. I always love to bring people back. I'd love to do that. thank you. yeah, no problem. so um you can um share uh you can email me your um you know anything. Uh, social related that you want me to sh- to share on the podcast as far as where how sure. people can connect with you. And, um once the the editing and all that good stuff is done, um i'll I'll share it with you and then you can share it with your platform.
1: Perfect. I'll you know, put it everywhere too. Okay.
0: <laughs> Did you have any questions or anything?
1: No, that's great. This was fun. Thank you. I'll send you all the links um, in in a few. Okay, cool. All right. Thanks so much for having me.